Today's guest is Drew Dobbs. He's been living and working abroad for the last 11 years in Korea, Thailand, and currently Taiwan. He not only teaches English, but he also teaches other subjects like science and social studies. He has also been to Japan, Malaysia, Philippines, Hong Kong, Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, Ireland, Germany, Australia, and Austria. Drew, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so I always love to start um, from the very beginning. What made you want to live abroad? Did you go travel somewhere and then it piqued your interest? How did, how did it all come about? Uh, that's, that's an easy question, actually. Uh, so I, I never even imagined living abroad. Uh, like growing up in Miami, you really don't think anything past Miami. And I'm sure that's with other big cities as well. Um, I actually was talking with a coworker, and um, at the time I was working at my university, and uh, she was one of my coworkers at the university. And so I was going, I was a, t I was a student and I was working. Um, and I, she just mentioned that her son was living in Korea teaching English. And I was like, it kind of like planted the seed in my head, mm -hmm. like, huh, interesting. Like, I, I've all, I'd always worked with kids, too, before. Like, I did, like, summer camps and after-school programs. Um, but I was never, like, an education major. I was business major. So, and, and at the time, I was, like, kind of, like, into music too like i was like oh, i want to make music and do business and i was like ah teaching like never thought about it really but but the seed was planted and then um about i i think a few months after that i had applied for the the jet program and the jet program that? is okay it's in yeah it's in it's it's like through the government in japan um so I was like, oh, let me, let me. I've always been interested in Japanese culture, and it's always, you know, like through anime and video games and stuff that we get here in the U.S. or in U.S. Yeah, um, and I got to the, <laughs> I got to the final interview of that, and I bombed it. I failed miserably, and after I had failed it miserably. Um, I, I still like it kind of it almost increased my desire to go abroad more mm -hmm. because I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get held back by this like I'm going somewhere uh maybe not Japan but uh then I thought about Korea again and I was like maybe if that guy did it maybe I could do it so sure enough I just I started like doing research online and I found a place uh it's called eslcafe.com. I'm pretty sure it still exists. And I just uh, was searching through jobs there, found one, and was just like, oh, this one. And upon review, I probably should have done a little better research. Uh, but yeah, I chose that and then just made the leap. I, I didn't really know anything about Korean culture. I didn't know anyone. Um, and I just was like, you know what? I, I want to get out of the, the bubble and I want to see some new stuff. So that. I have a couple follow up questions. Sure. One, what is what is the jet program? If you could talk about that a little bit more and how do you fail? How do you bomb it? 
Uh, I was hoping you, I did. I didn't want to go into detail about that, but okay. Give us the details. Uh, yeah, uh, I I can't remember how I actually applied for it, but it's it's just it's easy to search like JET uh, Japan Government Teaching Program, and uh, yeah, it's just through the government, and um, they you do the application, you do an um, and um, the reason why I bombed it was I made like when I wrote my essay, I was kind of just like, all right, I'm going to fluff it up a little, you know, like uh, I think I wrote like something along the lines like Japan has had many great leaders over the course of the history. And like so like because the, the, the essay was about like, why why do you want to come to Japan? Mm-hmm. And so like just referenced a lot of things that I didn't really know all the details of. So mm-hmm. come the interview time, they were like, uh, what? <laughs> they went back to my, they took out my, took out my essay and they were like, so when you said many great leaders, what were some of these leaders you were talking about? And I was like, ooh. And I couldn't say nothing. But what I said was just like, uh, I shot myself in the foot. I was like, Confucius? And they were just like, he's Chinese. And I was like, oh, my nice. God. But, but one of the interviewers was like, oh, but he had a lot of influence in Japan. So I was like, yeah, thanks for trying to help. But I was like, what's done is done. And after Aww. that, it was just like all downhill. Like, I think one of the questions that, that I remember kind of standing out in my head was like, they asked me something along the lines like, how would you explain the ju- judicial system uh, of America to low-level middle school students? And I was just like, at the time, I had no English teaching experience. And even, like, I didn't even know about, like, all the stuff of the government. Even, like, I was like, how do I put this together? Like, ooh. And so, yeah, that was, I think that was another one that I was just like, all right, I, I think I better call this off now. <laughs> so, like, at the end, I kind of just, like, chuckled and laughed, and I was like, thank you, thank you for your time. And But I, like, knew right away. I was like, mm. Mm, Didn't do well. Nah, I'm not getting a call back. <laughs> okay, so you then applied to Korea. How, um, how, much, how much later was that? Um, I would say almost immediately, like, within a few weeks. Because, like, I, I think I was so excited to go abroad at that point. Because, like, that, that, that process, the JET process, of like, interview process, or the application process, took about nine months. It was, like, each... Whoa. Yeah, like, it was... Each thing was, like, three-month increment, three increments. So, like, you applied, and you wait. If they like your application, they'll hit you back. Okay, now write an essay. You write the essay wait three months they hit you back again uh, and then like so so by month nine when i finally got the uh, the interview i was like yeah i did it i i was just already ready to be somewhere so mm-hmm. i was just like there's no way I, i'm gonna let all that time go to waste i'm going somewhere so I yeah just, so yeah. just take it as a learning experience next time you have to write an essay remember um what you put down or at least at least you know be real about what you know and what you don't absolutely, know absolutely <laughs> absolutely exactly 
there was a lot learned that day right right it doesn't have to be like a setback um just a learning experience right I even I even went to uh like I went online to like look up look up about the government system and this stuff I was like just for future reference I mean can't hurt did you have that question come up with the Korean uh, interview? No, no, not at all. And the Korea, Korea was so easy to get a job. It was like, oh, you're from America. Okay, you're hired. Really? How soon so can you? Take, how soon can you start? It didn't take nine months for the process. No, no, no. That so the only part of the process that takes a bit of time, and it's kind of like on your part, is that you have to gather all your documents. Um, I think the the most the most one of the most important ones and kind of uh, not difficult to get, but it, it's the most time consuming to get is like you have to apply for a FBI background check, and then once you get the FBI background check and you're clear, you have to go you have to get it apostled uh, in Korea. I, I I don't think I had to do that in Taiwan. But some countries, you have to get it like an apostle certification, which is like another certification to let it know, let let people know like that is legit. Okay. Yeah. Another follow-up question. Why did you say you should have done more follow-up, uh, or not follow-up, more research before applying to the Korea job? Oh, <laughs> uh, my first year wasn't so great, and like... I, I just, like I said, I, w I was just ready to go. So, like, the f almost, like, the first thing that sounded good, I was like, yeah, I want that. Um, but looking back on it now, I probably should have just weighed the pros and cons of a few different ones rather than just picking the first one that sounded good. So, so you said you didn't have a very good time. Was it the program itself um, it, that you didn't get enough training? You weren't paid very well? Um, it was, mo it was most, I would have to say it was mostly the, the work environment and then the manager. And it could have also been like the fact that I was new to the whole teaching thing. And, um, it, it felt like, and initially, uh, my boss was, uh, this man and he seemed really cool. And then... Within like a month, he left to go to Canada to live with his son for for a little while, um, for a year. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then his wife took over. And his wife was just like this overbearing, semi-psychotic lady that just wanted things done exactly this way or she was going to like just explode. So, mm -hmm. and and... And at that time, I didn't really know about, like, all the stuff that, that was going to be needed on my part. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, we had, I was teaching, like, young kids in the morning. So there were uh, one time we had, like, to do some kind of, like, song. And I was just, like, I was, like, not feeling it. I was, like, we're supposed to go up here on this stage suddenly? Because it was just sudden. It was, like, go on this stage and sing this song to the kids. And I'm just like, I take the microphone and I'm like, okay, like, like I don't even know the song, and I think they just think like all all foreigners know all these 
American songs or, or English songs. I don't even think it was American. It was just like an English song, but like I had never heard it before. And um, I remember her getting angry because I didn't like have a lot of enthusiasm for it. And I was just like, oh, this is I'm not I feel like a clown right now just being shoved onto the stage and perform, you know, but but now and, and I don't mind performing as long mm -hmm. as it's my own free will of performing. <laughs> and maybe a little heads up in preparation. And a little time. heads up. Exactly, exactly. It was that job was always constantly like, oh yeah, you gotta do this and it's due tomorrow. And I just I hated that. Like it was just all these expectations being put constantly. And not to say that other places aren't like that too, but there's a little bit of 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 good that came with with a lot of other places too. That place was just always like, oh my god, stressing me out about this and that, and it just what like it wasn't all good. However, my my life was cool. Like my work life kind of sucked, but my life outside of work was 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 cool. It was interesting. Like I'm like got to meet new people, got to see new things, got to try new food. It it was very exciting. For me, personally. that was a follow-up question that I was gonna have for you. You know, if if the working experience wasn't that great, what kept you doing more? So it sounds like all of the extra, you know, part of being in Korea made it all worth it. Uh, yeah, up until a point, though. Um, uh, I don't want to say anything ill of Korea, but. I, I think the so the society needs to 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 um, open their mind a little more, and I mean maybe they have over these years that I haven't been, um, but it's just I don't know. It's a kind of a superficial thinking society as a whole, and uh, the longer I stayed, the more I grew to know the culture and dislike it a bit, actually. Really? Um, uh, but there was still a lot of things like when I left, there was still a lot of things that I, I liked about Korea. Like I love like Korea itself, like the different places that I, I visited there, uh, the food there, the environment, the friends that I made. Like I, that was the first time I ever met like people from other countries, so many other countries. I think it was probably my, my first Canadian friend there, my first South African friend there, like just like all these countries were there. Mm -hmm. And there were so many great people that I'm still connected to this day. And I, I could still be like, hey, where are you in the world? Oh, you're in Germany? Okay, cool. Like, uh, I'm gonna come through. Yeah, sure. I, I have a place that you can stay, crash. So it, it's, it's, it was great in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. It, Taiwan is much better <laughs> in, in, in every aspect, except for food. I still have to choose Korean food. Korean food's better. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I want to get to Taiwan. I do have a follow-up question about Korea, which is the superficial that you're talking about. So, I mean, I know, I know that they're really into like beauty and, you know, a lot of them do surgeries and that mm. sort of thing. Do you mean, do you mean in that sense, like their physical appearance and they care what people think about them a lot in that exactly. sort of way? Exactly. 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 And everything is like a, 
like a like wearing a mask like nobody is really who they are unless you take unless you get them to take your the mask off but even that that's really hard and um another thing too i think that left like a sour taste in my mouth when i left was that there were three of like so i guess almost half three of six jobs that i had while i was there uh two didn't pay me like for my last month so like dirty uh, what one went one went out of business but yeah. i still like i was owed almost like two thousand dollars Mm-hmm. And then, and then another, um, another, uh, decided the, it was weird. This situation was weird. So she, I was working part-time for this, this little school and she asked me if I wanted to be full-time and I was like, oh, I, I can't really have another job. Um, and she was like, oh, okay. That was on a Friday. The next week she was like oh i hired a full-time person so you don't have to come in anymore yeah and i was just like uh okay but where's my money yeah and she's like oh yeah i'll get that for you we never had like a bad rapport and then suddenly i was like oh maybe three weeks later i was like hey uh where's my money and then she suddenly flipped like oh i'm not giving you the money like she started saying stuff about like, oh, oh, you weren't a good teacher and you didn't come in on time. And I was like, what? I was like, yo, those kids loved me. The parents loved me. And I was like, I might have been late once out of like the whole time I was there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where she, I know she was just trying to get out of paying me. She was trying to find some reason. And so, yeah, I, I had to fight a few times for money but like i i had to accept the one the uh the one that went out of business just i I remember being at the labor board office the guy called the owner and the owner yelled at the labor board office guy saying like saying like i already settled this stop calling and hung up on the labor board and a labor board guy looks at me and and he just like tells me like it's gonna it might take a while to get this case resolved and um i think at the time i was already making my way out of korea so i was like i gotta gotta let that go Ugh, that's annoying bad business but you know what karma yeah yeah so that's all there was a so, lot of money you know, lost in Korea too, so it just—I don't know—it just—it stays, kind of stays with you, like that kind of. Yes. Thing. So no Korea. It, I mean, possibly Korea, but you'd suggest Taiwan. That's where you are now. Yeah, I, you know, like actually, Korea I think is a good way to get if you want to teach in Asia. Korea is a good way to get into Asia, like because they a lot of them pay for flight. They give you free room and board, and the pay is pretty good, and the cost of living is not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say if you if you want to come, if you have some interest in Korea, do do a year, but don't don't really do more than a year. Can you talk unless about you, that? Unless the, you really love it. <laughs> the can you talk about 
the living, ex the expenses, the payment, that sort of thing? Sure. Um, I, I would say it's the cost of living is uh, definitely lower than uh, the U.S. <laughs> and um, so I would say the average salary, and I can't really speak for now, but at the time, I'm guessing it's similar. Um, the average salary at the time was about 2000 US dollars. Mm -hmm. And um, you would, you're giving free house and um, food was generally between, I would say, three US dollars to 10 if you were getting kind of fancy things. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're just getting like an, a kimbap or like some noodles or some just a normal Korean dish, it was like three to three to five dollars. Mm -hmm. And then if you were if you if you were eating at like a Western restaurant, it'd be like 10, 15 at the most usually. Yeah. So they, they paid you two thousand dollars. You got free um, housing and they flew you out. They, they paid for your flight. Yeah. And back. Hey, wait, did you go back to the U.S. after the first the first year I did? Yes. Oh, OK. Um, and then they what they gave you a working visa. Yep. Yeah. Sounds pretty legit. Yeah, it was legit, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> OK, um, so it's, it's cheaper to live in Korea. Um, Sounds like there's some, there's definitely some benefits. Now, were you in the U.S. when you had decided to go back to Taiwan, or were you in Korea and you went to Taiwan, or was that? Did you go to Korea then Thailand then Taiwan, or how did okay. that work? Okay, <laughs> okay. So uh, after my first year, I came back, realized I was like, I, I, I want to be overseas. So I went okay. back to Korea. Uh, stayed there for another um, five years and uh, I moved I moved to a different city though like I was in Seoul initially and then I moved to Busan uh, which was which was a, a better vibe for me because it was by the mm -hmm. beach and then I had like mountains around it so it was a it was a cool vibe there um, and then from Korea I went to Thailand Bangkok Mm -hmm. And I went, actually, before I, so I went, Korea in my fifth year, I went to Thailand, to Bangkok, and then I was like, I can't really live here. I was like, this place is like a definitely a temporary place. So I moved back to Korea to kind of like make more money and then save and go somewhere else. But then I ended up going back to Chiang Mai uh, this time instead of Bangkok because yeah. I had a, I had a friend, uh, him and his girlfriend opened up a, a school down in Chiang, or up in Chiang Mai. And so I was kind of like excited to work with them and teach adults at that time. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it felt, it felt good. But then when I, when I got there, uh, I wasn't getting as many hours as I thought. And I had to, the, the cost of, of living there with how much you make as a teacher was just not, not good. Like yeah. the economy is just not good enough there in Thai in Thailand. 
so Bangkok, I know it sounds, it seems very temporary. Um, it's definitely like a super touristy and you're like, Oh my God, there's so many white people here. Um, is that, is that what you mean by temporary? Cause I mean, there's definitely people that have lived there a long, long time teaching English or whatever. Uh, I just, I just think it's not a, a, for me, it's not a place that I would want to sustain a life in like it, it's the economy is not great. So you're not making a lot of money. I mean, people do it. Like people make their living off of teaching there. Um, I think the average, the average teaching salary there was like, uh, I want to say like a thousand U.S. a month. Yeah. Which, I mean, the cost of living. When I when I was teaching there, I was teaching part time. Actually, okay, so um, in Bangkok, I initially went to go to a music school there because mm-hmm. they had, like, an international music program uh, for, like, production, like, music production. So I went there for, like, four months, and my money that I had saved started, like, going down kind of quick, and I was like, mm, maybe I should get a job part-time teaching English. And um, I think part-time I was making, like, <laughs> maybe, like, 500 U.S. dollars. Yeah. Uh, and so that really wasn't that was like making enough to cover my house and then like food for the month. Like I barely had any chance to like go out and actually do stuff, um, which was probably the reason why I didn't really travel when I was in Thailand. It was just I was stuck in those places. Um, but if I if I had actually tried to get like a full time teaching job. Uh, it may have worked out better, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was just, mm, it, it just wasn't for me for the long term. I, I do know people that have been there for a long time too. So yeah, and they and they love it. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like I need a, a more a developed country because mm-hmm. there, there's a lot. There's a lot of like um, foreigner poaching, like. They see a foreigner mm. or a Westerner and they're like money bags light up in their eyes. Like the, <laughs> the, the public, the, the public uh, transportation people, the, the, the taxi, like the taxi drivers and the vendors, like um, even the government. Oh, God. One, I'll give you an example. I flew into Chiang Mai and I didn't have my... Um, my friend's address who I was staying with, uh-huh. uh, like handy on me and my phone had just died. So I was like, oh, I can't even look it up. And, um, I was just like, all right, I'll, I guess I'll just stay at a hostel like nearby. So as I'm going out of the, the, um, immigration section, there were, the guy was like, Oh, you don't have a, a address here. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go to the, I'll try to tell him like, oh, I'll just go to the hostel around the corner first and then I'll, I'll be at my friend's house. I, I mean, it's my, it's my fault kind of, but, um, then he goes, oh, you have no address. Okay. Uh, he looks at me and he's like, okay, you put money in the passport. I come back for you. And I, I, he walked away. And I just, 
I had to like take into what I had ta- had to take in what just happened. I was like, he's trying to get me to pay him off to let me go, and this is the last flight, mind you. So everybody in the airport that's working there is like packing up and going. They're like walking by me and looking at me and like, why is he still here? So I'm just like, dang, nobody even cares. Like, this guy just want money. Nobody cares. Like, I I'm like, I'm not paying. I I I I was too prideful, and I was just like, they want to yeah, throw me in extortion, my butt. Yeah, like <laughs> if they want to throw me in jail for this, all right, let's do it. So the guy comes back, and he opens my passport, and he's like, no money. He takes a stamp and okay, go. <laughs> Some people are dumb enough though to to do it, huh? I guess. I I, I had. To, for him to have been that comfortable with saying that, like, yeah, like, like yeah, they had to have done it. Dirty, before. dirty games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I remember getting in fights, and I know it, it's so so dumb, but like it was it was the point because I knew that they that people were always seeing me as like a white person probably has lots more money. Let's charge her more. So I when I was in Thailand, um, I used to take like a a motorbike um taxi or whatever. Mm. from like one place to another and the same route many times so i knew how much people charge it should have been like 20 well, uh, bucks. oh i got i to ask you something so <laughs> was that the first time you took a motorbike taxi no no, no. i'd taken many motorbikes taxis oh in i mean thailand like, though in thailand in that thailand. was the first time yeah i was like oh this is weird but okay i'll get on super weird <laughs> yeah for me i was like oh i've never done this before okay let me let me hold on to this large <laughs> man in front of me and let's 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 drive five minutes Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that Sorry, you say go it, ahead. it's funny. No, no, it's funny because like, I'm like, I see it as a normal, but like, it definitely was not normal. Yeah. Not at <laughs> um, all. But yeah. So, you know, after many times of taking the same route, I'm like, I get on the motorbike, I get off. I wasn't like, I don't go, how much do you charge? Because like, I know how much people charge. So I get off yeah. and the guy's like, oh, it's 50 baht. And I'm like, normally it's 20 baht. I'm like, no 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 like and yeah whatever it's a difference between like 50 cents but like i'm like you're freaking lying like i know mm. and so like it's i my husband at the time or my my fiance at the time he was just like like do you need to argue with him just give the guy the money i'm like i'm not doing it i know that's <laughs> like, how he i can feel take too I... the 20 bot and he can go right off into the distance that's exactly how i feel <laughs> I, I know, yeah, I but know, you know. It's, it's arguing over over something so minuscule, but it's definitely the principle. The pride. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. We are very, very blessed to be able to. I just learned um, this word, geo-arbitrage, where, you know, we can make, we can make, you know, money from other countries or, you know, mm. use, use, um, still make American income in their country or in a in a developing country where their wages are so much less. So yes, yeah, yes. I, I definitely gotta say we're blessed. Yeah, I, that's why that's why like I've I've also taken that into consideration, and and uh, now I have no problem like going around like supporting any local Taiwanese business. Like if I go, just go travel somewhere. And I just, I see, like, somebody making, like, uh, homemade jam. 
I'm like, like, oh, I bought, I bought a, a homemade passion fruit jam the other day from this like uh, local cafe that they make their own jam there. And I was like, I, I just I have no problem doing that because I feel like, number one, I love passion fruit. But number two, like, it's so amazing. It's so good. Passion fruit jam is, is the jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just have no problem like going to different like little markets and just, I don't know, supporting, like putting money back into the economy here. So tell me about Thailand. Oh, not Thailand, Taiwan. My bad. Taiwan. Okay, so Taiwan. Uh, often confused with Thailand. Taiwan. Uh, <laughs> Taiwan. <laughs> uh, I, I almost wish I would have came here first. But had I come here first, I might not have appreciated it as much. Because yeah. when I came, I was like, wow, this is a nice place um the people are nice they're friendly uh genuinely friendly nobody's ex trying to extort money from me and i was like wow this is this is this is nice um and then my uh my first job for the first two years was super good to me um i made decent money i, I taught privately also i i was teaching in an area that was like out of the city so mm -hmm. i i was um i was getting a little less but it was easy like i i taught from like nine to twelve and then i had a two-hour break from twelve to two and then uh, i taught from two to four and or sometimes two to six depending mm -hmm. on the day um and then sometimes after school i would teach privately like i taught a, a private soccer pra uh, soccer class which was was great. Like just teaching kids how to play so little kids how to play soccer so good. for an hour. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then that just it was a small like kind of uh, suburban area, and it was nice, like new, kind of a new newly developing area. And then uh, and then I moved to uh, the city I'm living now is called Jubei, which is part of Shinju, which is kind of like the tech capital. Of, mm -hmm. of Taiwan it's like where all the engineers live and basically all of the money is being made so uh I get I got a much better salary here so I decided just to move this this area mm -hmm. um uh what else could I say about Taiwan oh just a lot of traveling here like I've I've driven so much around the island like whether it be in my car or motorcycle it's just like it's it's so nice like there's just so many so many colors of taiwan like mm -hmm. so you can go to the mountains and have this awesome like uh like hiking vibe or camping vibe or you can climb rocks on on like some cliffs at the other side of the island you can you can go down to like crystal clear waters in the south like mm -hmm. it's just so so much to, like to do and like they have a lot of international food here too which is nice um, they have Taiwanese food too, which is, uh, I don't have a particular strong like for it, but I don't have any yeah. dislike. It's not, it's not, it's the kind of food that like, I think most people don't like or just dislike. I mean, Taiwanese people probably like it, but like for like the Western palate, I would say it's just, it's good. Like they have dumplings and they have beef noodles and th those yeah. are, those are good things, but there's no like standout. 
stuff that I, I would I would be like, oh, I need to get that. You so what, I mean? like bland, spicy, like too chewy, like gooey, no, like like. No, I mean nothing, nothing, no, no, no negative stuff really. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's nothing negative. It's just like, all right, this is this is good, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. That's it. You're not like and craving I, it at the end of the day. Nah, nah. But there are there there. I, I've I've been to a few spots where, um, they kind of have this like, new age fusion vibe of Taiwanese food, which mm-hmm. where they take the Taiwanese food and kind of like do some different with it, which that is good, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's what's missing for me. Like, uh, a lot of the the food, generally tends to be the same. A lot of Taiwanese food je- tends to be the same. There's no, yeah. like, when, maybe I could say that for some American restaurants too, like. Oh, this burger is the same as this burger and this burger. Yeah. But but I, I feel like we have a lot of variety to begin with. So, because American food, what is that exactly? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so. I think that's hypothetical. I think we can all. It's like it's a melting pot, right? People might think like hot dogs and hamburgers, but like. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's what people go to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to ask you because. Taiwan is definitely on my list of places to go and live. Um, I lived in China um, for about six months. And mm-hmm. for me, I, I'm wondering if the food is the same because the food definitely didn't stand out. I was like making food at home. Um, but the pollution, the pollution was so terrible. Um, mm. But I still love the Chinese language. Um, and I thought about Taiwan because, um, you know, different government. And for me, Very different. Every, everything that I've seen on videos and um, pictures, it looks like it's not as polluted. It looks really beautiful. So I'm wondering, you know, wh- what your thoughts are on it. Do you think I'll have a different experience? Like, will it be just as I'm imagining? Absolutely. You'll have a different experience. Absolutely. Um, I have never been to China myself, but I I can already I can already tell like if I moved to to China from Taiwan, I would just be like, nah, I want to go back to Taiwan because it's yeah. like um, the so you got the language. This, they speak Mandarin in Ta- in Taiwan, yeah. and they speak Taiwanese, but. Mandarin, I would say, is more the universal language now. Mm-hmm. Like Taiwanese has become more of a older generation thing. The younger generation still knows it, but it's like Mandarin is what we're speaking. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, uh, I've heard Chinese Mandarin and I've heard Taiwanese Mandarin, and I just think Taiwanese Mandarin sounds better. Mm-hmm. It sounds less nasally and just more clear, I think. Um, and it could be just me, uh, but oh, and they do the traditional form of of writing, so it's not simplified like like uh, China. I don't so know the, what the difference. What does that so, mean? So, the, so the, just the characters, the characters in Chinese are simple. Traditional is like just more complicated, more strokes involved. Oh God! So <laughs> that 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 is kind of a uh, like. Characters are already hard enough to learn, yeah. And and now you have more strokes in the mix. But I mean, I I, I haven't I haven't gone 
that far or that deep into learning the characters. I can recognize some and like I can read a little, but I haven't like taken any classes or anything. It's just it's come naturally over like repetition and seeing it mm-hmm. and it being able to stick in my mind. Um, but but Taiwan just has like such a um, a free feeling here like Mm -hmm. almost like you can just do uh, well you have to work obviously but you can almost like do whatever you want like the sky's the limit kind of feeling whereas yeah china i feel like you're a bit limited Mm -hmm. and i mean you know like all the restrictions on facebook and just just all that all that stuff that they have to like constantly just i don't know like monitor and monitor yeah Taiwan is just like, I don't know, it, it to me, it's the most Western thinking and living Asian country. Yeah. As a whole. Because, I mean, like, the Philippines, they speak, a lot of people speak English, but it's still, it feels different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Taiwan is more developed, so Taiwan has, like, all the, 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 the benefits of a, of a, of a western country or or no, i shouldn't say western country like the u.s or you know like a big uh developed. country like that the yeah. big developed country like that so but it's a small island country mm-hmm. with all these good things like just in within that small island yeah so i don't know i i i, I would recommend it to anybody who wants to live abroad like there, there will be some difficulties to overcome, I think, uh, but it's so minute compared to the experience I think most people will have here. Because the only things I can think of is, is the, the biggest would be like language culture barrier. But I, I feel like Taiwanese are so uh, like easy to talk to or, mm-hmm. or op- more open to like culture differences than like some other Asian uh, countries. So like that I think doesn't really play too much into the mix in Taiwan. Like that's not a huge thing. And I mean, the only other thing I could think of would be like if your job it, like isn't all good, you know what I mean? But but what job is all good, you know? Yeah, seriously. So you say that people are more open and because I know for me, walking around on the streets in China, you know, it, our culture is very different. So I'm always like, you know, like super smiley. Like I want to be like hi to people. Like we make eye contact. I'm gonna, I'm smiling at you. Um, so people would just be like, yeah. No, you, know you would mean? get that. You would get that. Like, I'll give you an example. I was in, I was in Taipei. Uh, probably in my first year, I was in Taipei. Uh, and I was at a bus stop, just like, I'm like, oh, trying to like figure out the, like the, where the, this bus is going. And I'm like, okay, I think I got it. And some guy just, some Taiwanese guy just walks up to me and and he's like, Hey, do you need any help? And I was like, oh, no, man. Thanks though. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Have a good day. And just like walks away. And I was just like, Hey, that's the friendliest I'm like, whoa, it, it, I was so taken back because never had I experienced that in any 
country that I visited or lived in. Yeah. Like Korea is just like kind of like China, probably just like everybody's <laughs> like, doing, doing their doing own, my own stuff. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing. And this was in Taipei too. So like in Taipei, it's more like a a fast pace, like I'm out for myself kind of thing. But they still, they're still friendly. There's still a lot of mm-hmm. friendlies. And like when you when you take into account like all like they have like all like aboriginals taiwan taiwanese that that, like live around the mountains and stuff i've had amazing experiences with 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 those people like um i took a motorcycle trip in my first no second second year Mm -hmm. and i rented a motorcycle drove it through the mountains ran out of gas at night and my bike slowly drifted into this little township in the middle mm-hmm. of the mountains and there were these these middle school maybe middle school age kids playing basketball and they all looked <sighs> at me and i looked at them and i was like mm, uh how do i how do i do this like <laughs> i was like uh and they saw me they saw me like kind of struggling to like communicate so they they pushed this one girl and i guess maybe she was the one who spoke English and that nobody else did. So she like, she came over to me. She was so cute. She was like, do you need help? And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I, was, I explained to her, I was like, I have no gas. And she's like, oh, okay, wait. And she gets on the phone, calls like some, maybe her uncle or something. Guy in five minutes comes down with a, with a big thing of gas. Wow. And I was like, I was like, hold on, let me... Like, it took out of the like I had like fifteen dollars in my pocket. And I was like, "Please take it," and they were like, "No, no, 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 don't go, go, please, please." Yeah. Enjoy Taiwan, and I was like, "Ah," oh. like that always oh, sticks out no. in my mind. Like, and then actually that same trip, an hour later, I I get to the gas station. Mm-hmm. I made I got enough gas to get to the gas station, but it was closed. And so I was like, oh, I got to wait till morning till it opens at 630. And so I'm in the I'm in the fam. There's like a family mart, which is like a convenience store, like seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was just I got an energy drink and I sat down at the table there and I was like, oh, man, I got like six hours to go. Like, what am I going to do in this time? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the. Uh, employees there came over to me spoke like perfect English he was like hey do you need a place to stay for tonight and I was like yes I was like is there a place here and he's like yeah uh, wait and he like some lady had just came in and he was like oh and he's like come here come here and uh, the lady comes over and he's like explains that I, I, I wanted a room and she was like yeah yeah she owns like a I want to say like a and b over there, like across mm-hmm. the street. And so she was like, yeah, it, it was like, I think it was about $18 for the night. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I, I don't, At that point, I didn't care. I was like, I'll mm-hmm. pay whatever. And um, I go, stay the night. I wake up in the morning. to, And the lady was like, oh, I'm in this room. Uh, come find me before you check out. And so like, I go in there to like give her the money. And she was like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. 
please enjoy Taiwan. And I was like, my God, like how many people, why, nobody wants to take my money. Like wow. everybody's been super nice. And, and actually I almost want to say it was like, uh, the universe trying to pay me back because I had lost so much time running out of gas that I missed my actual first spot that I was supposed to stop in. Like I had a mm -hmm. hotel booked and I couldn't cancel it. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. So like I lost like, no, 30 US dollars that time. Mm -hmm. But then like, yeah, all that good stuff happened. And I was like, well, thank you, university looking out. Yeah. Wow. How amazing is that? I love those kinds of experience. And you're like, you just like feel like so high spirited and your heart fills up and you're just like, wow, this is so yeah, amazing. Yeah, I was so, so touched. And like, I still like, I want to go back and, and like go that route again and, and visit those people. Like, to just be like, yeah, remember when you saved me? I want to like do something for you. Wow, that's amazing. Um, it sounds it sounds great. Uh, I would love to know if you're comfortable sharing sure. what it's like as far as you know making money and and um, living expenses and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So the money is very comparable to Korea, like about two thousand US dollars, give or take. Mm -hmm. um, but then the cost of living is is quite low. Um, mm -hmm. If you're if you're trying to get like if you're a person with a sneaker habit like me, uh, you're gonna pay like normal prices but i mean every we have like outlet stores here like nike outlet stores and just I, I feel like the average food cost is about similar to korea so like three to five dollars for like taiwanese food and then like if you're trying to get international maybe like seven to ten u.s dollars um and then i think for my house, because this time it's not free, my house, I pay uh, a little over, uh, I would say about 350 US dollars, mm -hmm. which compared to uh, America is pretty, pretty good, I think. Is that a house or apartment? It's, well, okay, it's a studio apartment, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and like, I, I, I've had... Uh, so I've lived in three different places now. So my first place was like a, a very open, big studio apartment, same price. And then I lived in like a two-story loft kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I had like two rooms, a living room. It, it was a pretty big place mm -hmm. for also 350 US oh, dollars. Yeah. And then I, I moved back to like a one-room studio because I just prefer that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like two floors uh, going up the down the stairs. I, I don't even, I don't use both the stairs. I, I don't use both of the rooms, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. why do I even have that? Like, I don't live with anybody. So I'm like, right, let's go back to the one room studio. So that, that's well, that. I could have came and visited you and stayed with you. Now, what are we going to do? Hey, I, I would have had a room for you and Andrew too. Like I had a, a whole separate room that I didn't even use. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Well, yeah, that sounds that sounds really great. So did you graduate? I don't know. I, we didn't bring that up. I'm guessing you graduated from college and had your degree when you left yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. They, as soon, they as, soon as I graduated. require it, right? Yeah, exactly. That's like the main one of the main things that you have to to submit for your visa. Because mm -hmm. it's a requirement for the visa. It's not. It's not so much a requirement for the school. It's more a requirement for a v the visa. Mm hmm. Yeah. Did Did you um have to take the TEFL or TESOL? Uh no. No. So okay. So so have a degree, and that that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of there there are some schools that prefer that, prefer you have a TESOL certification. Um. I may get mine eventually just to say I have it because it, look, it looks good with my years of experience, but mm -hmm. uh, it's just something I've always, I, I've kept putting off. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually may go back to Chiang Mai to do it at the university there. They mm -hmm. have like a TEFL program. I, I was kind of uh, thinking between that or the CELTA. CELTA obviously is a more prestigious from Cambridge. I never even heard of CELTA. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like yeah. the Cambridge education, learning, teaching something. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but it's one of those like uh, good certificates to have. It's just uh, from what I've heard, the people who've done it, uh, they tell me they've learned a lot, um, but they have a lot of uh, intensive program, CELTA programs, where it's like, it takes like a month and you do it from like nine to five mm -hmm. and then you, you still have to work like on, on the weekends to like complete your assignments and stuff. And it just sounds like a lot, uh, but it's only a month. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll do it. You know, I, I would think about doing it if it made me a better teacher and if it made me more income you know if I had so many years of experience maybe like you maybe I'd be like oh exactly, you know, if, exactly. It, if it doesn't give me any more money then why why would I take it I I do feel though like I could if I had got if I got let's say I got it now and I presented it to my boss I think I could get more money uh yeah. so that's why I still may I may do it yeah, gotcha. I do. I did have another question for you. Oh, um, how long did it take you to feel comfortable teaching? Because I know for me, when I was teaching English in China, mm. I didn't really get any training. He like gave me a book and he was like, go for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, I freaking hate this. This is terrible. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a good question, actually. So uh, like I, I mentioned before, like I'd always worked with kids, so I was always comfortable working with kids, but teaching them in this capacity was a bit different. And like being thrown to the wolves often uh, was also kind of a difficult thing to adjust to. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like I'm prepared for anything. Yeah. Like if somebody was like, if somebody came into the room right now and was like, yo, can you teach this class, uh, this science class, to these first graders that just got here? I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I could do it. 
yeah, or like make a make a rap about the judicial system. Make and, a rap about America. the judicial system. They're like <laughs> Got all it. the current heads of government. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I didn't. I, I would say maybe it took me. Actually, probably when I was leaving Korea. Whoa. Like maybe the year before. Maybe so. Maybe like four or five years is mm-hmm. when I felt like, okay, I could. I think I feel like I could do whatever yeah throw and, me into and, anything and throw me into any situation yeah taiwan yeah. i was totally comfortable uh thailand thailand was a little uh, a bit different because it was the first time i had, i was teaching like a group of adults mm-hmm. in a classroom so that was a bit that was a bit different for me i had taught adults but just one-on-one in korea but not like a group so it was i felt like more of like a professor in thailand or at a try to dress nicely even though my my, my friend who owned the place were, he was like yeah you just dress casual i just felt like i had to distinguish myself and make sure nobody thought i was a student or anything <laughs> mm-hmm. um i know time is kind of going but this is just such a great uh, conversation i hope you don't mind hey, i just I have mind. okay i just have a couple more questions for you sure um Sorry if I'm rambling too. I, I just no. cut me cut me off when you. You're when you not. You're not. This is just this is just 100% gold. Amazing. I'm I'm enjoying right. this conversation good, more good, than good. you can imagine. All right. Um, are you doing any side hustles there? Okay. So yes, and I I want to say like a lot of people are doing that. Um, uh-huh. in in Korea. In Korea, actually, is when I, I started doing uh, I started doing more music stuff, and so I actually performed at a few like Korean clubs out there. Uh-huh. Um, I I mean I didn't really make much money, but it was so fun to just be able to get my music out there and see the expressions and faces like actually into the stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is this is a good feeling. Um, I never did it in Thailand because uh, I, I think I had just limited time there and not many resources. Um, in Taiwan now, I, I, I would say I'm doing it uh, more as a kind of behind the scenes, like doing more production and networking mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like uh, of other things that like, I'd like to do because I've thought about doing like a YouTube channel, kind of like a travel food music kind of thing, like a blend. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, I think people like would be interested in the things I do and the things I see. So I'd like, mm-hmm. I'd like the world to also like experience some things with me. Um, so I, I've just, I don't know, like I've always, I always feel like there's a lot of people that have their side things that they're, either trying to do or putting it into works or have done even i, I mm-hmm. met this i met this uh um this dutch lady the other the other day when i went down south and uh she she was here for maybe like five years and mm-hmm. she married a taiwanese guy and then she just opened up her own little dutch cafe like dutch dessert cafe and it's it's amazing like it's got like little Dutch pancakes and great coffee, and mm-hmm. she can speak. 
she could speak fluent Chinese. So, so cool. yeah, it's it's really awesome. It, like to see some of the people who have done stuff like open their own restaurant. I would say a lot of it is opening their own like food or cafe, like restaurant or cafe. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, there's still a lot of other people who do stuff. Like I can think of one or two other guys at my school right now. Like one guy, he's doing, he's making music. And then uh, another guy's, uh, he bought a food truck. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I hope he does it eventually, but he hasn't started yet. But uh, it's supposed to be like a donut food truck. So donuts mm -hmm. and coffee in the food truck is the plan. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of people with different things. And, like, um, if you learn the language and uh, if for Taiwan specifically, there is a, a five-year mark. If you hit the five-year mark, you can get your APRC, which is like a, a forever visa. Mm -hmm. Whoa. So you, it's like a, you're, 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 a, you're a citizen now, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, once you get that, like a lot of other thing opportunities open and uh if you learn the language i mean you could you could probably work other places too like i know another guy he's from honduras and he started working at a uh, my motorcycle shop where where uh -huh. i go to get fixed and so it's it's awesome to have like a guy who can speak perfect english and like tell me the exact problems and how to fix it and like cuz sometimes like those technical terms are like really hard to learn in Chinese. Yeah. And so like you go to like bank or uh, like any automotive uh, repair shop, it, it's, there's gonna be terms where you're like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. So yeah, you're like, okay, okay, all yeah, right, sure. Yeah, oh, oh, how? How, how, yeah, But like, okay. I'm, what am I saying how to again? Uh, yeah, yeah, you just signed your liver quick. away. <laughs> yeah, oh, speaking of that, so, uh, this was another thing that, like, I think many people, they don't appreciate until, like, they have to use it, is the health insurance here. Mm -hmm. So I had, uh, I had to get my appendix removed. And it cost me, I was so worried at, like, after I got, after I got it removed, like, going to that, the counter, the payment yeah. counter. I was like, God, oh my gosh, how much is it going to be? <sighs> it ended up being uh, a little less than $100. Crazy, dude. Seriously. Yeah, I remember um, my sister got sick in China, and every time we visited, um, it was so cheap. I was like, oh my God, like, how? Yeah. How is it possible? That's, that's just amazing. Blows my mind and just makes you think, you know, how how much we overpay in the United States, for sure. And, and you know what? I, I, I almost feel like I was making a bit more in America, but not really. Because mm -hmm. then I'm thinking, like, all the expenses that I had and stuff that I would buy would just go faster. Yeah. Even though, even though you make a, a bit less here, it's like it goes longer away. Like, you're e it's easier to save like you can still do like I never really traveled back back home. I never mm -hmm. really like got to see stuff around the US. Mm -hmm. But like here 
it's like I can pick a weekend where I want to just go and see this area of the island and, and yeah. just check it out, you know, for a couple of days. Will you ever come back to the U.S.? That is the big question. Uh, you know, after being away so long and, and um, getting comfortable with this lifestyle, it, I want to say it's unlikely, but not impossible. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like I still got my parents and my friends back home mm -hmm. that I love and I miss. So I think if I do go back home, it'll probably be the West Coast, though. I'll yeah. probably move to the West Coast, like Cali or maybe Oregon or somewhere along. You know, we're technically West Coast, Arizona still. I mean, we're like Southwest. Uh, hey, I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard good things about Arizona, too. I, I, I'm really I'm open to any, anything. Uh, just as long as it, it's a good fit. Yeah, don't come back. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but I'm happy yeah. now. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely want to come back more to visit. Because yeah. in the 10, in a, no, 11 years now, I've only been back twice. Whoa. Yeah. Your parents, hopefully they've had a chance to visit you. Finally, when I, went to, when I moved to Taiwan, my yeah. brother and my mom came to visit me and it was it was great too because like out of all the countries that i've lived in this was the best country to come to mm -hmm. so i was happy about that and then uh i had a little motorcycle accident um oh my gosh and i injured my leg a bit uh and my mom got worried and so she flew out again um my baby yeah 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 that, that, to that effect um but yeah, yeah, I was, I was okay, and I was happy she came, and because I got to show her a little bit of a different area mm -hmm. from from what she had gone to last time. But but they loved it. Like my my when my brother and my mom came, like my brother was just like he loved that like there was like that nature aspect, but then he loved the city part of it too. Mm -hmm. So it, he he's just uh, he's like oh yeah Taiwan's so cool like Taipei is so cool, so it is great I I love Taipei it's one of my favorite cities because it's not it's not a high it's not a super high paced city mm -hmm. like it, it's probably one of the more chill cities especially in Asia like when you think about Bangkok and Tokyo and Seoul like those are all like super fast paced da 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 da. Taipei has more of a chill vibe to it. Mm -hmm. It's still fast paced, but it has more of a chill vibe. I would so love. I'm like I'm, I'm so excited. I really can't wait because I know I, I know I'll get there. I'm not quite sure when or what life has in store, but I know I'll get there. Hopefully, you're still there. Please come. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would say, uh, my immediate future is seeing maybe at least two more years because that's how much i have to get that that special citizen You're gonna card. Get it? I, I i'm pretty sure i'm like 80 percent sure can you keep your your u.s citizenship as well they do dual citizenship yeah yeah, yeah. well it's not it's not an official citizenship it's like mm. a, a resident card gotcha. a permanent resident card uh-huh yeah so it's like i'm still a foreigner but i'm a resident now it's like yeah. it's like basically like a green card yeah so yeah. you you have you have the ability to do what all the citizens can do 
Yes, to some extent. I don't know if we can vote, but... Oh, no. It's not like most of us vote in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'll speak for myself, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want that right. Uh, let's let's not even get into politics. I, I just... Oh, it's a lot going on. A lot going on. So... For the people that are interested in working and living abroad, maybe considering Taiwan, maybe never consider or just have no idea where they want to go. Mm. What advice or comments do you have for them? Um, have an open mind. That's like the number one thing, because I see I see a lot of people coming here uh, and or not here, but like just over to the east and uh people are like where's the cheese where's like <laughs> you know what i mean like they, 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 there's so many things that like um like asia is got but you got to know where to look you you got to yeah. know like after some time in in certain places uh you find you find you can find what you're looking for yeah the what no matter how niche it is like you can find it somehow. You'll 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 make the connections eventually, or, or you'll find the place where where you can find it. But like having an open mind is like I think the biggest thing because uh, it'll make your life easier. Mm-hmm. And it, you're if once you're more open, you're accepting everything. Thing things just flow better. Yeah. You know, um, if you wanted the same experience that you were having where you were, then why would you go somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is people. I don't know. Like, I think people expect the same uh, amenities. Amenit- amenity, amenities. Yeah. No, I think you got it. I think you got it. Uh, yeah, amenities. <laughs> they're expecting a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're expecting the same stuff as their country provides, and like yeah. when they come here and they don't see it, they're just like, oh, like. Taiwan or oh, Korea why don't you have this mm-hmm. um, but like it also goes for the the work environment too because the work environment's going to be different from your work environment back home so mm-hmm. you gotta you just gotta be open to doing things uh, a little bit differently mm-hmm. you, you can still kind of maintain your own belief and and keep your own way to some extent but be able to compromise. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that's one of the biggest things. I mean, uh, if I could think of anything else, I mean, bring as much packaged foreign food from your country as you can, because you might not find it here. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know um, we were definitely, like, when when people came to visit us in, in China and Thailand, my mom would, like, send us, like, peanut butter and cereal and I think she sent chips like yeah um, yeah yeah things things kind of like that care packages are great and there's actually there's actually a, a, a website called iHerb have you heard uh-huh. of that uh-uh. it, it's a it's a it's a website based in California but they mm-hmm. ship everywhere in the world and mm-hmm. they got like it's like a health kind of a health food spot but like you can get like good peanut butter for like cheaper than in any of these countries like uh chips just all kinds of stuff like a lot of grocery products vitamins uh-huh. stuff that you can't really easily find or if you can find it it's like it's double the enough. price yeah 
so that that that's been a savior for me like whenever i want to fix of like something western which i probably have like every month uh i go to that website and just yeah order from there occasionally there are times when i'm like yo i want i want some lucky charms or i want some pop tarts uh Mm -hmm. which in that case i have to like call up mom or call up my brother and be like hey please send me over some twinkies (laughs) right (laughs) christmas is in five months just send it early send it early exactly that's great well i think we covered a lot of things um if somebody had more questions you know is there any or if they wanted to follow your journey is there anywhere that they could reach you or they can see what you're doing uh yeah uh you can follow my uh, my instagram drew underscore dobbs uh d-o-b-z and uh you can find me on the same name on on facebook I, i i don't know if i post as much on facebook nowadays i would say instagram is the most where I'll post a lot of pictures and stuff I'm doing, stuff I do in class with my students sometimes, uh, trips that I take. Uh, I think one of the more popular videos I have is one of my students. He danced to uh, Michael Jackson song. Yeah, Did you see I that? saw that. Yeah, it was so cute. He's just like. <laughs> he had the shoulder. The shoulder was just like. Oh my! And I, he was I, into I'm, it. I'm cracking up. I'm really trying to hold the camera steady but i almost couldn't do it i'm so in love with that kid like i wanted yeah. to steal him yeah he's 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 a funny kid um but yeah instagram would be the best uh if they want to maybe ask me some more lengthy questions um i guess they could dm me or just uh hit me up on my at my email drew dobbs at gmail.com no underscore or anything make it easy <laughs> fantastic well thank you so much it has been over an hour and it was oh, just sorry. wonderful no no i wasn't gonna stop it early <laughs> um it was amazing for me so i really appreciate you you spending this time um chit-chatting and yeah no problem. Um, it was my pleasure uh, i enjoyed it too i might have some follow-up questions for you sure. Sure. i'm definitely gonna find you on instagram <laughs> all right all right good 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 but um, for now, we can say bye or zaijian. Yep. Zaijian. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, Have a great no, day. Great to see you, Natasha. <laughs>